Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we have the pleasure of being joined by Roshni Lula, who is a PhD student in brain and cognitive sciences at USC, where she investigates emotion and decision-making through functional neural imaging and computational mythologies. She is also the co-founder and COO of Recordless, an innovative music streaming platform and holds a degree in neuroscience from NYU with a diverse background in clinical, computational, and laboratory-based research. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. We're super excited to have you on the show. I wanted to kick it off um, with a question I would be curious to ask you, which is, you know, how does your research in emotion and decision-making, you know, in the brain kind of intersect with your work in AI and in the music industry? Yeah. So, I mean, to most people, it kind of feels like I'm in two separate worlds, which is what it feels like to me as well sometimes. <laughs> um, but honestly, there's a lot more overlap than you would think. Like one of the big things just generally about like being in a PhD and being in the startup world is that there's a lot of questions and you don't necessarily know what's going to happen tomorrow or like next month or next year. Mm -hmm. um, and you're kind of always like innovating and trying new things. So that's like one big parallel that I've found between like these two sides. But um, I think one big thing that I bring over from my work in motion decision making is like just the insights and the data that we get from whether it's neuroscience, whether it's surveys, whether it's just observing people and like observing their behavior. Um, mm -hmm. That I think is really lacking in the music industry. Um, and in some way in AI, but mostly in the music industry, like the amount of data that people get on an individual song and like how their music performs aside from just being on billboard charts or getting a certain number of streams. Um, so I think that's one thing that like, I've really been trying to bring over to the music industry and like it's a record list. Okay. Very cool. So, um, you know, that kind of brings me to my next question, which is, would you be able to explain to everyone a little bit about record list, what it is, how you guys got started and, and kind of your vision for it? Yeah. Um, so it's me and my co-founder Bradley and his sister Whitney who are all working on this product. It's been about two years for the product as it stands today. Bradley has had this idea of having music be a little bit more dynamic and responsive to whether that's data or like any other type of input. Um, so Recordless is an AI remix engineer, which means you can go in and change a song, rearrange it, remix it without needing the technical skills or like technical equipment that a DJ or a producer needs without having like a full studio and a mixer set and years of experience. Um, mm -hmm. So that's like kind of the basis of it. We have a lot of plans in the future to add some kind of gamification to the system where users almost get rewarded for making mixes and interacting with the platform and really driving a lot of insights back to artists like specifically independent artists who mm -hmm. maybe have a harder time releasing music or a harder time kind of like blowing up and getting viral without like a record label behind you supporting you so really like that insights part is one big part of it but also just making music mixing a little bit more easier and accessible for for more people very cool super interesting so talk to me a little bit about um about the platform because as I would understand it, if it's, you know, integrating AI essentially, so you are kind of like telling AI to change a song in a certain way, you don't need to have like maybe like the stripped down vocals or like the different actual files in the song that AI is able to kind of 
work on it? Is that how it is that how it functions? Yeah. So the way our platform works currently is we have a desktop app, which we will be releasing soon, actually for download, which is super exciting. Um, but we have songs that are already in there. You can also load in your own music. So music you own and like have the rights to. And it takes that song and kind of chops it up into the different sections. So the different verses, the chorus, intro, outro, and you can rearrange the song to maybe play the outro before the intro and then go to verse two, then verse one and play it backwards or something. So for example, we had a Drake song that Bradley and I love and we took his verse and played it in reverse. So like the end of the verse, then the middle, then the beginning. And the way the AI works and the way the platform works is that when you play your new rearrangement or your new arrangement and mix of the song, it sounds like it was supposed to be listened to that way. So it's really cool Very if cool. someone is like unfamiliar with the song and we play them a new arrangement, they think that's how the song was supposed to sound initially, <laughs> even if we created the mix like in our platform. So that's kind of a really exciting part. And then we also have another type of remixing, which is a little bit more like what you were saying, where it splits it into a song stem. And either you can tone down certain stems, like maybe make the drums a little bit quieter, add in more complimentary drums, and create like different vibes or moods of a song. So that's like a secondary part. Um, but the core part of the song and like the actual creativity of the artist is maintained in both aspects of the mixing. Very cool. Um, this is like so fascinating for me because uh, little do many people know, but I, at one point when I was probably like, 14 wanted to be a DJ I thought that was like the ultimate pinnacle of my career um and I just sadly probably wasn't very good at it or maybe I didn't have enough practice I don't know even to the point where um this is like this is so funny I feel like I'm like doxing myself in some way but there's this thing called a, a ham radio license super nerdy thing it's like these like long frequency radios when I was a kid I got ham radio certified and they let you pick your like um your like call sign and my call sign was VA7 DJ J because I was like yeah it's like DJ <laughs> it's pretty funny um very very nerdy take on it but I think this is a really applicable take or a space right now because we're seeing a lot of really interesting moves with AI and music in general um there's a lot of big record labels and producers that are actually starting to you know it was kind of interesting because originally I would say a number of months ago or even at the beginning of the year people are starting to make like not like deep fakes right but like they're making like verge like taking Drake's voice and like making an, mm -hmm. a new AI song, you know, remix with The Weeknd, that thing went viral. Um, and so there's this whole space. And originally I kind of got like the the vibe from a lot of people in the music industry that they were like, no, shut it down, stop it. Um, you know, they were like threatening to sue people that were doing this pretty much, right? Like mm -hmm. Drake didn't want knockoff Drake songs. I feel like the mood has shifted significantly in the last probably one to two months. I think we've seen a bunch of like announcements out of, I think like Universal Records and some other places where they're saying like, no, we're going to start like figuring out what the process is with AI music and essentially, you know, licenses will be given back to the original authors. So they're like, you know, their, their works aren't getting stolen and whatnot. Of course, I think probably one of the biggest pioneers in the space was Grimes um, when she kind of came mm -hmm. out and said, anyone can use my voice and make yeah. an AI song and then you just give me like part of the royalties for it or whatever. So I think we're getting to a point where the big the big people that would be fighting you, for example, um, you know, Universal Music and Warner and all those guys, are like getting to the point where they realize it's inevitable. People are going to make bootlegged versions, whether they like it or not. And so at this point, it's kind of like, okay, well, how do we regulate it and make sure that, you know, our original artists that we have signed are, are going to get 
some sort of benefit. I love that you guys are focusing um, on the independent artist angle too. I think that's really cool. So you said uh, you said you guys are planning on in the next month launching something for download. Talk to me a little bit about um, some of the things you guys are excited for, looking forward to, and kind of next steps for you and your company. Yeah, so um, our ultimate goal is to have a streaming platform. So a streaming platform where, similar to Spotify or Apple Music, where you subscribe to it, but mm-hmm. it's really a more interactive and dynamic process of listening to music. So you have your library of music, but you can play it back in a way that ultimately matches your mood and like your condition, which again, like kind of ties a little bit more back into my PhD work and like neuroscience and behavior because music that matches your mood is like obviously preferred. And it's like Hmm. hard, you know, like if you're on a run, for example, and like you're really into it and then a really slow like Taylor Swift song comes on. It kind of kills Mm -hmm. your vibe a little bit. So our our ultimate goal is for it to either automatically detect your mood or you can input your mood and like say a couple of things. Like imagine like a chat DPT, like I'm about to go on a run for an hour and I'm really trying to hit this goal. And it'll create not necessarily just a playlist, but create renditions of the songs in your library that match that so that's kind of like our ultimate goal and obviously integrating ai a little bit more um and also just what you were saying right like you experimented with being a dj i feel like a lot of people that i've talked to are like yo i thought about being a dj like i for when i was a kid and i would like open up garage band like play around with little songs like make little mixes and like they sounded so bad like oh my god um, but like if we could make this almost like democratizing the art of DJ, I think that's another like big goal that we see moving forward. This is like the funnest AI company I've talked to in a while. It's just like so fun. And I think consumers are going to love this. So this actually, um, you guys essentially are doing the vision of this. I was listening to a podcast. It's called my first million. And probably four months ago, they were talking about pretty much what you guys are doing. The concept, they're just brainstorming AI ideas. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be so awesome. At some point, you're going to pop up your Spotify or whatever, and you're going to like go find all your favorite artists. You're going to be able to like make music and mixes off of like them and their songs and their lyrics, but you change it to what you want and like your moods mm-hmm. and like pretty much build these like custom songs. And something that was interesting they were talking about was the fact that they're like, yeah, and wouldn't it be cool if like you made like some sort of variation of like a Drake song remix thing, right? But it's like your own new thing. And then you put it out there on the platform or whatever and you get some sort of royalties or some yeah. sort of like following because you do this kind of thing. Anyway, so it's kind of talk to me about like what's your guys' vision in that regard? I know you said you're thinking about some gamification things yeah. in the future, but like what does that look like? Is that challenging? Is it even viable or possible to do like royalties if I like create a Drake song or is you know Drake not gonna let that happen? Yeah. Um so one of the things that I, that I'm really excited about that we've been thinking about um is remix contests. So what we have right now is, again, rearranging a song, taking different parts and placing them in different areas, right? Um, And when people are creating a song or a single for the first time, they go into the studio. A lot of the times that we've been talking to producers, they come out with like five to 10 minutes of just content. And then they have to go back and like mix and master it to be like, we want this verse to be next to this part and like this Mm -hmm. chorus to come here and like basically just rearranging the song and like this longer Mm -hmm. mix that they have into their final single. So one of the things, because my background's in like data science and analytics, um, and we would do this a lot. I worked at a company when I actually first met Bradley that was focused on consumer insights and advertising. So we would literally show people ads, measure biometrics and tell 
whatever company like Walmart, Netflix, whoever it was, and be like, hey, listen, like people really lose attention in this part of your ad. Like this, these 10 seconds, people are losing it. So mix mm -hmm. those 10 seconds and people will be more engaged throughout the ad. Remember your brand more, like more brand purchase, like loyalty, all those different things. And yeah. I was like, what if we bring a concept kind of similar to that into music where it's not necessarily how is your overall song doing, but how are people reacting to the little parts of your song? Um, so for remix contests, we imagine, say you're an independent artist, you have this like five to 10 minutes of content. You release it to a smaller version of your fan base, like whoever your core fans are, say there's 200 of them, they can come in and they submit their own arrangement of your song. So each fan goes in into record list, creates an arrangement of the song saying like, I like when this verse is next to this verse and take out this part, like have this intro in and submit that. And the artist can go through and see which types of arrangements and which like transitions are most commonly used, which parts of their song are most commonly taken out or which verses are most commonly like doubled up. So when they're going to create their final mix, they can do it based on what they know their fans already want to hear and then rewarding that fan, right? First of all, I mean, I think if an artist even asked me, like an artist that I really like asked me like, yo, like help me create my next mix. I would be like so stoked to be like, yo, I can totally. help them create their next single. Whether I get rewarded or identified for that or not, like just that experience I think is really cool. But ultimately, like it could be as simple as a shout out on Instagram, right? Like, yo, this person yeah. helped me finalize my mix. Or it could go as far as getting backstage passes and meeting your fan or like meeting that artist. And just because you created that final arrangement, you get to meet the artist or you get writing credits on their actual song that's dropped on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Like all of those things are ways of rewarding the fan for their behaviors, basically. Um, but also kind of creating this like sense of collaboration and co-creation that I think is really like missing in the music industry right now. Totally. I love that. Um, yeah, I think that's super cool. And I also feel like it, it creates like a totally like a community that feels like a club where it's like, oh, yeah, we're like yeah. super fans of this artist. We're like literally mixing exactly. there, chatting with them. People will love that, right? If they're going to get feedback and talk to their thing, their their people. And I think another thing, I'm sure maybe you guys are already thinking about this, but just off the top of my head, that would be super cool is like when you have all of those remixes of the song, a way for the users on the thing to like rank or upvote or downvote ones. Exactly. Um, that's another really easy way for the artist to be like, oh my gosh, 90% of people love this mix. Let's go. Yeah. With it. So super, super yeah. cool. Um, what are, what are some of the biggest struggles you guys have faced in kind of rolling out this vision and, and working on this right now? Yeah. So I'm obviously a very like technical person, like very sciencey and like into brains and stuff. And Bradley's an artist. He's like spent years like mixing and producing music, but he's ultimately also a software engineer. Um, his sister is also a doctor, so has a medical degree, has spent years and hours in the OR, um, like literally rebuilding the human body. So all of us are very like technical, like in our heads people. Um, and I think one of the biggest difficulties was like talking to artists, right, who maybe don't have that technical background. And once we start saying things like artificial intelligence and like data insights and stuff, like sometimes people get scared and they like, pull back a little bit because they're like I don't understand this world as well as you guys do and mm -hmm. I think that was one thing that I mean it's gotten better through like a lot of conversations we've partnered with people who are who have spent years in the music industry who have spent years as a producer and work with artists all the time um, mm -hmm. so I think that was an initial like struggle was that 
we were very, and obviously when you work with a company, you're so involved with the product that like your head is so into the product. And like, it's kind of hard to take a step back and see the bigger picture sometimes because you're like, I've been working on this product for like two years straight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was like a, a bit of a difficulty in the beginning was just like trying to understand like, yeah, this is a complicated concept. Like it's very technical. So how do we step away from the technicality of it and be more marketing almost like be more like, yo, like this is how it's going to like, you know what I mean? Like talking to an artist mm-hmm. and like speaking their language almost. Um, so we started like trying to use words that they were familiar with. Like we were like, imagine it's like a live listening session. So like when you're in the studio with your crew and like listening to a song and like you have a listening party or like a listening session before a drop, like imagine doing that with your super fans and like getting their feedback and like, you know, so that was a way of almost speaking their language that helped break that barrier a little bit. Very cool. That's super cool. One one thing I'd love to to pick your brain on and ask you about is like how does rec like how does the this whole like studio AI assist feature work and what kind of like algorithms are behind it? How how does that how do you guys put that together? Yeah. Um so as I said, the first the version that we're releasing right now is really this rearrangement. Um okay. and what it's been what been done, I mean obviously Bradley is like the brains behind the tech and stuff, so I can't speak too too much about like the details of the algorithm. Um, but basically it's using AI, it's training on a bunch of other songs. And when you load a song in, it's detecting what the different parts of the songs are. Like when does the verse one start and end? When does the intro start and end? Obviously intro is a little bit easier, but like verses or like the chorus and like really identifying those splits between the songs, but also creating efficient transitions across all those sections. So you can imagine if there's 10 sections of the song, each section should have a transition to every other section. So that's a lot of transitions to make yeah. and to make sure all those transitions sound good enough that when you create your final mix, it sounds like a normal song. So mm-hmm. that's what we've been using AI for. Um, and we're training it even more to learn from the typical transitions that people make within a song and then ultimately recommend transitions to fans when they're creating a new mix. We can say like, hey, like based on previous data and based on like previous mixes that have been made this is a transition that might sound cool or like this is the most common transition that's been used and kind of learning from the data that we collect from other fans and users of the of the platform um but currently it's like that and then for our like mood version of mixing it's like figuring out what the stems are within a song and like automatically detecting those stems and then recommending like maybe you tone the vocal down vocals down a little bit here or like add in these complimentary drums so like doing that in a more automated way very cool man that's super interesting something i'd be interested in asking you about is from your kind of like vantage point right now you guys have been working on this for a couple years and kind of looking at this space where do you see like music and ai kind of evolving if we're looking into like the next five years right like i mean your your platform and everything you're doing is one thing and i wonder if there's any external industry shifts you're going to start seeing other people make as well like where do you kind of see the the future of music at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think one, I, I don't think like the automatically generated music is going to stop at any point, like using other people's vocals and like creating completely new Drake songs or completely new like songs with Grimes voice in it. Um, like I think that's only going to continue and get even better, honestly, in the next couple of years. I'm hoping we see more of this like collaboration, co-creation happening because 
by using AI and like these advanced tools, like the ability to create new music and create new mixes is just going to get easier. So I'm hoping there should be more of like a collaboration where you feel less far from your artist, right? Like uh-huh. right now it's like the artist has so many talents, which I don't think an artist's creativity is going to go away at any point. Like as a fan, I don't think I will be ever as like creative and talented as like Drake is. Um, right. But I'm hoping like you feel less like distant from them. So I'm hoping that that mm-hmm. is kind of where we see like the music industry shifting a little bit and there's less of like the artist has so much like power in in like the music industry and there's like a little bit more of like the fans have some say as well so i think mm-hmm. that's kind of where i'm like hoping to see that the music industry like move into with the rise of ai and like new technology that kind of just makes the music making process and like feedback process a little bit easier super cool oh my gosh this is you guys are working on some incredible things um i absolutely love it it's super fascinating i'm excited to hear about uh, your launch if people listening today to the show want to um, try it out and when you launch or get on the wait list or whatever, what's the best way for them to to do that? Yeah, so about like two weeks ago, we just released a new version of our website, which I'm really excited about. And we actually have the rearrangement technology available for a demo on the website itself. Um, okay. It's recordless.app. That's our website. And there you can also sign up for the wait list. Um, but the coolest thing is that we have a song up there where you can, you see the original version of the song, like intro, verse, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever. Um, and you can drag and drop the sections to a new mix of the song and preview your own mix and you can hear it. And if you're not familiar with the song, it literally sounds like a normal song, but like it's supposed to sound like that, which is kind of our whole goal. Um, so that's really exciting. That's already on the website for anyone to try. And then if you get on the wait list, hopefully we'll be able to send you a version of the actual desktop app to download. And then you can play with your own music. Like say you have some mixes that you're trying to make by yourself that you own and you have on your on your computer. You can load those in and kind of rearrange them without having to have, again, like the technical skills that are needed for a DJ or like going to GarageBand. GarageBand itself is like super complicated to use sometimes. Um, so this just makes it a little bit easier and like, gives everyone the ability to like be a little bit of a DJ. Super cool. Well, this is absolutely fascinating. I'm super excited to the listeners. I'll leave a link in the show notes um, to go try recordless, uh, recordless.app. Um, so you can go and do that. And Roshni, if people want to get in contact with you or the team to collaborate or find out more about what you guys are doing, um, what's a good way for them to reach out? Yeah. So my email is just Roshni at recordless.app. You can feel free to email me um happy to talk about science literally anytime happy to talk about record list anytime um so yeah amazing well thank you so much for coming on the show today really appreciate your insights and everything you guys are working on absolutely fascinating stuff uh to the listeners thank you so much for tuning in to the ai chat podcast make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts and have an amazing rest of your day Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI dash box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.